0: Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now introducing your show hosts, Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hello and welcome to another episode of Three Devs and a Maybe. My name's Ed Mann. Today, we're very lucky to be joined yet again by a good friend of the show, uh, Joe Watkins. How you doing, Joe?
1: Hi, everyone. Hi, Ed. How's
0: it going, man? Good, yeah. You've, it sounds like you've been a very busy person recently. I've been uh, looking through all your GitHub stuff and everything, and I've, uh, there's a couple of really interesting projects that you've been working on. But firstly, how is PHP 7.1 going? RC4's out, I've, I've seen.
1: Yeah, we're like in the last couple of RCs now, so pretty close to uh, I mean I don't um, I don't really know why we keep having RCs to be honest the idea is with an RC is you, you. if you put out an RC and then there's no bugs found that's the release yeah it's a release candidate so that's if there's no bugs found then that's the release but we don't seem to do that we just have RCs over and over again until we're happy that we've had a bunch of RCs. (laughs) Yeah,
0: as long as you've hit the quota of at least four RCs, then hopefully that...
1: (laughs) It seems to be six. It seems to be six seems to be what we're talking about doing, but I'm not really sure why. But typically, um, you would tag an RC, package it, put it out to QA people. If no bad stuff comes back from your people, your QA team or people, that's the thing that you release. You, You release it as whatever it's meant to be, an alpha or a beta or whatever. Uh, we don't we don't do that we we have alphas and then betas and then RCs until we're kind of sure that we've got some stability and then that's what we release
0: but it is it is on the like slowly but surely coming together then
1: yeah it's um it's yeah another uh, today's last but one's the penultimate one so only another couple of weeks and it should be generally available
0: brilliant and how have you found the experience
1: oh uh, well i mean We've only really just started. I mean, the thing lasts for years. I mean, at the moment it's okay, but um, yeah, it lasts for years. So like, ask me in a year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and has that already work been done, like to start off with 7-1-2, like your
1: 7-2? Yes, that's Master right now. Stuff that just can't go in 7-1 that's still going in is going into Master at the moment, but there's not much, mostly just talk at the moment about what's going to go in. 7.2. There's a few little bits, but nothing, wrong.
0: So has there been a lot of activity on RFCs at the moment, or has it really just been all hands on deck with getting 7-1 out?
1: Um, no, the last couple of weeks it's been quite quiet, actually, thankfully. Um, I think there's it's kind of understood that there's not really much, there's no sense in uh, tying everyone up with lots of RFCs. I mean, there's a couple being being discussed, but nothing nothing being rushed in. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty calm at the moment.
0: Are you currently working on any RFCs?
1: Uh, RSCs, no. no. I'm just so
0: busy with all of this stuff instead. Yes, I'm quite busy, yeah. And then also, another thing that you're working on currently uh, is a UI library. It's always interesting looking for your GitHub, Joe, because you always have some very. It's like, you know, sometimes you're like, I'm thinking, oh, I wonder what Joe's up to. And you're very good at, like, kind of publicly showing that this is what I'm doing. And yeah, like, one of the things was uh, kind of making a wrapper around libUI, uh, providing an interface for it in PHP. And doing some really interesting things I've noticed on Twitter, like you did some like kind of space kind of star, you know, examples and things like that and showing how you would use it in PHP 7. I'm just wondering like kind of how that came about. Like, is it a work thing? Is it just a hobby thing?
1: Oh, no, I just saw it on GitHub and I thought, oh, that looks good. (laughs) We love that. (laughs) So, yeah, we've got that.
0: That's brilliant. And have you got any like kind of ideas what you want to use it for? Is it really just you want to provide the infrastructure for other people to kind of come about? Uh, yeah,
1: uh, I'm not really the kind of person who does graphic things. I'm really bad at just the basics of like graphic design, like choosing colors and things. <laughs> so I don't really do that kind of stuff. But I am interested in, you know, expanding the horizons of PHP and, and uh, this definitely does that. So...
0: Definitely. Because, I mean, is there any other, like, kind of libraries out available yet? Or is this, like, the first one that can do these things? Oh, uh,
1: well, there used to be PHP GTK. That wasn't really a library. That was more of a modified PHP runtime with its own... I mean, it came with about 40 extensions and and its own website and everything. And it was a huge project because GTK is really complicated and uh, old as well. And, um... The approach to writing libraries back then was different. It was, um, it was just let, uh, let's write a thin wrapper around this thing so that we can use it. It wasn't, well, let's take this thing, GTK, and make a, an appy that our target audience would understand. So I don't really think it got much use. I mean, nowadays there's a couple. There's like, um, Glut ones and Cairo and things, but none of them are, I don't want to say none of them are any good, but none of them are really any good. None of them are feature complete, nor is this one actually, because libUI isn't feature complete. But it does have the kind of appy that you would understand from HTML5, that hopefully most people would understand from HTML5.
0: Things like swing, like in Java world, you get you, if you understood that, you'd understand this.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, if you understand, yes, swing, or, or, you know, all the controls will look familiar to anyone who's used any. um, GUI kind of, yeah, creation. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, specifically, the drawing stuff is really quite similar to um, how it is on canvases. So, and uh, it's a bit more focused and a bit more. Um, there's no like fluff uh, at the moment. I mean, uh, it's quite tidy and neat. So it seems like a good. Um, and and also, it does native interfaces on each operating system that it supports. That's a huge win, isn't it? That yeah. really is a great win. Because GTK doesn't look nice anywhere, but Linux, really, and people on Mac want their stuff to look like it belongs on a Mac, and people on Windows, same. So, yeah, that is a huge win.
0: You've got a GUI app, haven't you, for um, oh, the PHP debug stuff that you did. I remember you made a Java app or something for it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, are you hoping, like, maybe to move that over to this then, like, as, like, you know, one of the first things to go over to it, or are you happy leaving that as Java?
1: Maybe we could, but, I mean, it doesn't really win as anything because... PHP debug hasn't got much of a very good app for PHP um, scripts. I mean, it can set breakpoints and stuff, but it's not. It doesn't it doesn't really win as anything. But I mean, I don't really have any ideas. But
0: but you have the but you have the mind like, to know how to do this bit. So this is this is the hard bit to actually get this in, and then yeah, let people. Well, the hard <laughs> work bit
1: actually. It. The hard bit is actually live UI. I mean, it's basically one guy's written that. Uh, most of the code goes in, really. Yeah, it's just about um, expanding the horizons, and other people are going to come up with stuff that I can't imagine. Um, so that's that's what I'm looking forward to.
0: It's really interesting. I mean, like, because how, how, I mean, how did you figure out find out about libui? Then do you just kind of look around, seeing the different like?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I look at um, trending stuff on GitHub and things.
0: And so, so one guy has made this whole library that Unify is dealing with Windows, Mac, and Linux. I mean, he's done it in the open, so he's done it
1: with contributions, but yeah, basically, it is basically one guy.
0: That is pretty damn impressive. <laughs>
1: yeah. Actually, I should qualify that it might not be one guy. Uh, they do all their commits as one person, but maybe they are more than one person.
0: Ah, uh, right, yeah.
1: I get the feeling actually that it's one guy because I talked to them in IRC. I think it's one guy. Um, anyway, sorry, what were you saying there?
0: Oh no, just going to say, like, how much more, like, have you been able to cover the whole API now? There's a
1: bit to do with, uh, font metrics. I mean, ma- the vast majority of it, yeah. There's none of it that's out of bounds. Uh, and it, it's still in development. So at the moment, um, you just get two, 2D canvases, but there's talk of Firm um, and OpenGL. So yeah, 3D. Man, you know. The possibilities are endless there, aren't they? That's crazy. And it, obviously, um, I, I saw it and, um, I I've thought about this stuff before. Um, with GTK and also with an old extension called WinBinder, but the problem is that when you go into like event handlers to like draw a bit of a screen, you don't have time and resources to waste. The drawing code in like your browser or whatever is extremely efficient code. It, it is compiled first of all, and and then it, and then it's just in time optimized, and it couldn't be more efficient. That's why your browser draws the screen so fast. So. In PHP 5, just calling a function just allocates memory and and it does things that are just not acceptable. But in PHP 7, it doesn't. So it, it is now feasible to ask it to you know repeatedly execute the same thing in, in event handlers and 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 not not give a crappy experience basically. So that's why it became a a good idea for PHP 7. But I, w- I won't be doing anything. To make it work with PHP 5, we just focus on going forward.
0: No, I mean, like with 7.1 coming out now, you're going to have another release. You've got a release behind you of 7. So, yeah. you know, the weight behind it is getting bigger and people should move over. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one actually, one-off RFC. Um, I don't know mind if you mind talking about it. I don't know if you've seen it, actually. You probably have. It's been out for a, a, probably about a month now. Deprecating uh Peckle and Pear and replacing it with Composer and Pickle.
1: Oh, right, Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, what are your thoughts? Because I remember we, we spoke about Pickle a while ago, moving over to that.
1: Well, I mean, my thoughts on it are that like, I don't know if it's finished, but um, Davey seems to think it's worth moving forward with, so maybe I'm wrong. A lot of the problems that we've got with Pickle aren't solved by changing the name of the command and the language it's written in, or whatever, or the library uses, or whatever. Um, so I'd like to see some attention given to those problems, really.
0: So, what what kind of problems, like off the top of your head, can you think that are causing?
1: Well, I mean, generally, um, peckle is not a useful command for users who haven't got root access because you can't install extensions. So,
0: yeah, you can't just have userland extensions that you use in a particular project, like similar like a composer install can do that wherever.
1: Yeah, web servers are usually configured with an extension directory, and you can't you can't um, yeah you can't write extensions to that. So maybe there's going to be some changes so that PHP can load modules from or can ignore extension directories or you can't actually do that but it's just a matter of configuration i mean how do you let how do you let people configure that and how do you let in in a shared hosting environment which is what we're talking about really how do you let lots of people load different versions of the same extension safely and securely i mean you can't you actually just to be clear you actually can't do that yeah so i mean it some of the problems still exist and i, I i'd like a a new tool that's actually going to be maintained because pair really isn't, so it's good that to sort of piggyback off the work that composer gets, but on the other hand, if we're not solving any problems, we're not solving any problems
0: now, as you say there's maybe foundational problems that need to be solved yeah
1: or just or just not so i mean there's no real way to solve
0: yeah in a shared hosting environment, yeah, yeah.
1: or just admit that, that look, we want to move forward and. This is what we're going to do. And if it means that in shared hosting, it's a bit more difficult for you then... I mean, we, we, we can't make compromises forever. The language is the, the, whole internet is not on shared hosting anymore. It's not 1995 anymore.
0: No, VPS is for all, for all the world
1: now. So there's like, we've got to focus on getting in running on the infrastructure where people actually deploy their apps, which is on the cloud and on big um, data center infrastructure. So there's no, um, there's no good reason to keep. Holding on to, oh, we've got to work on shared hosting as a as a real um, justification for doing bad stuff, or, or leaving out good stuff like like this. Getting getting a nicely maintained tooling. I, there's no real movement on anything other than the tooling. Then I'm not really sure if we're going forward.
0: Mm. No, that's really interesting. And, and another RSC actually is the um, this is quite a nice one. It's traits with interfaces. So being able to implement a tra- uh, an interface in a trait. And then being able to mix that in and then obviously the class that implements that gets that uh, it's a class that implements the trait or uses the trait then gets the interface as well.
1: I'll just have a quick look at the um RFC. If I remember if I remember it does a weird thing. Oh yeah. If the class no, I think it's changed actually. Before it was um you could you you could implement the trait on the the, the imp- interface on the trait, but you still had to implement it on the class. And it was like, Well, what's the point in that? Yeah. If was that do you think that
0: was, was that an implementation detail? For, I'm actually not sure.
1: I haven't reviewed this for a while, um, so I'm actually not sure.
0: But that's, that seems like a nice progressive um, RFC, something that, you know, can be added. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, it's not really added. It's it's more um, finishing off. I mean, we didn't invent traits there. Um, I've forgotten the language they're from, but anyway. Scala
0: um, has traits. I know that a couple other languages do.
1: Um, that sounds familiar. Um, I've read the white paper that some um someone showed me the white paper that they were written up in for the language that they were first designed for and in the white paper they implemented interfaces in the white paper they done some other stuff and it was like core stuff to the idea that was just missed by whoever heard about traits and thought it would be cool to have them in php um so this is this is nice yeah but um, this
0: is a sort of gradual improvement over it
1: yeah but i mean um this is what they're supposed to do it's one of the things they're meant meant actually meant for. So it's like almost almost like a finishing of a, a finishing touch kind of kind of thing. But yeah, nice to nicer we could uh move forward with that one.
0: Um, and one other thing, actually, so off air, I kind of uh, was speaking, you know, to things we could actually talk about and uh, something that I'm currently doing a lot, handling like handling Unix process signals. So one thing at work we're currently doing is like handling long running processes um, and you can handle long running processes with PHP quite well and it's quite efficient to do so. But, you know, things such as like using like almost. You, like shouldn't, say of- that.
1: you shouldn't say that because people hate that. They don't need that. no they want to repeat what they what they've known for years that you can't do it in PHP the yeah, PHP
0: for it. long-running processes is a terrible idea well it has not got a garbage collector that's one of my favorite ones oh dear well, it does work and it and it works quite well. well we we've been using it in production and it works quite well. So we're using something like Supervisor D to we're actually employing now. to you know, to handle this, you know. So when you do eventually want to kill that process down, it will cut back up and you know that you've got these forever running tasks essentially. And one of the things actually is to deal with is cleanup. So Killing just a task on its own, say like mid flow, maybe mid processing something, is a bad idea. Kill nine it, you're just saying goodbye. Yeah, you can't handle that. But if you just want to kill it and you want to allow, like, say, you know, let, allow the Unix signaling to say, okay, by the way, sig- in, in, by the way, you're interrupted with the control C or you've you know sig term you want to terminate that command similarly you know, how you do in supervisor you want to gracefully terminate these and restart them but one thing i've been playing around with is in php is dealing with that and it deals with it really quite well using the PCNTL extension there was a couple of things that are actually interesting about it kind of like dealing with ticks and things like that and well you were mentioning like how php7 has changed that and
1: i'm just wondering you mean, like you don't mean interesting i think you mean terrible <laughs> okay so the way it used to work is in php5 is um if you wanted to to Process signals as in, in the manual and in the RFC, we call it asynchronous, but I'm not going to call it that or on demand as possible in PHP. In PHP five, you had to use ticks and what ticks done was made the compiler generate extra opcodes for the VM to enter into to check for, um, signals. So this is extremely bad because it makes all code massive. It makes everything much, much bigger, you've got to loop through more code just to get through your statement, and you've got to keep entering into this one handler, um, even when there's nothing waiting, which is the majority of the time. So uh, this is extremely terrible, and it's a really bad idea to use it in PHP 5, but in PHP 7, for another reason, actually, Dimitri made it so that you could interrupt the VM just by setting a flag in, in the globals, so that now signals are delivered asynchronously, and I'm using the word correctly, in that they can be delivered to a different thread or a different process in the group. So what happens now is when the signal's delivered, rather than waiting for the next tick that that had to have been generated or the, um, the user to call the dispatch function, which is another thing that people used to do rather than using the ticks thing, what it does is just set the flag and then the next time the the when the VN's doing normal looping through instructions, it checks a flag before oh, yeah. doing things like going through a, a loop iteration or, or or, you know, making a function call, doing a few other other um details. And and so now there's no, eventually you'll get the signal, but there's no um there's no need to keep entering into the tick function every other every other opcode. It literally it used to be everywhere. I mean, really, really often. Um, so that's actually much better. So that's what we've got now in PHP seven. Um, signals are quite nice now.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I mean, a tick. So what actually is a tick? Because if you look at the documentation, it says a tick is a a tickable statement, and then you can you know attach an event handler to it. Essentially, so if a tick occurs, you you call and invoke something.
1: Well, it's a really loose term, actually. In terms of a processor, each tick is as each instruction, each uh, atomic instruction. So each instruction is no, not made up of smaller instructions. Okay. That's a tick, but in PHP, we decide what a tick is and we decide where to output the extra tick opcode. So it isn't every atomic instruction. It's what we decide. And I don't have a list of what we decided was a tick, but it's, um, now
0: irrelevant. Tickable stuff. So, say in PHP five six, you'd typically, <laughs> typically, uh, you typically do this. Where if you want to signal things, you could even, as you say, use the signal dispatch function, uh, which was more efficient because you would only be calling that when you want to. So, if you've got domain specific business logic, you know, all right, while this I actually okay, I care about, I'm at the end of this do while loop doing something, I can safely exit if I want to. You dispatch that. Or you didn't know, or you wanted to be really unperformant, you just set tick to one, and essentially every tickable statement. So you get these opcodes in, would you, and then it would it would essentially just kind of pad out your your code, the execute, the actual opcodes that were created with these ticks in between. That yeah. then would go and function call this function every time that would then handle it, or you know, do the signal interrupt and things like that.
1: Yeah, that's 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 basically it. Um, it, it like you said, there, it, it basically padded out. It's called instrumentation. When you insert instructions just for the purpose of ulterior to the to the engine execution, so signals and debuggers and things like that, that's how it done it. That's how it instrumented it. It inserted new instructions that you would have to enter into every you know few instructions statement or whatever it was, um, whatever we decided. And yeah, this is really terrible. It's the reason that if you run code with XDebug but the profile is disabled, it still generates. Instrumentation instructions, even though it doesn't do anything, so that's why your code runs really slowly, even when you've got XD by global loaded ah. but not enabled because of all the extra instructions. It kind of does the same thing, but not not quite so extreme. Mm. But I mean, it depends on the scale of what you're loading. You know, yeah, that's that's extremely bad. So we have moved away from
0: that now. And then, yeah. So in PHP seven now, then to deal with signals, you don't have to d- declare any ticks at all. You don't have to do any signal dispatch. Am I right in thinking? You just, uh, you could do it if you want, but you can. It handles it in a more graceful way. Yeah, we're calling it asynchronous,
1: but I dislike that because it's not true. But whatever. I mean, we're we're handling it better. Yeah.
0: One of these things, like with the process signals and stuff. Like, I, I, I mean, you know, we we just spoke about it. Like you mentioned, you know, people don't like. Uh, saying php could do long-running tasks and things like that and i hate that yeah and are you opposed to like do you do you disagree with them i'm sure Like, i'm sure them, yeah I, I do
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i disagree it's not true it's not true that. It i can't. mean
0: back in the day it probably was true maybe oh yeah, yeah.
1: i mean that's what's happened um that's what's happened basically that the, the, all the material out there that, that's written about it was written at a time when the original material written by people who knew what they were talking about. Because they're the only people who bother to write, usually, mm. um, or used to. They rightly said that you know it doesn't have a garbage collection and this and that, and it's not suitable for this reason and that reason. But and then and then it's just kind of got regurgitated by the next generation and the next generation without anybody actually having the knowledge to go and check whether it's true or not anymore. And it gets reprinted in new articles and in new words, and so people keep hearing it in the same in the same thing in different words, and they it's reinforced Instead of going it's,
0: back to source to see the yeah. root, like can you actually do yeah
1: but it just actually isn't true it just hasn't been true for like 10 years it just isn't true
0: do you use it uh, like at your work do you use long-running processes in php and yeah
1: i mean we, we've got um i mean we've got like um t- t- tooling not like not, you know not connected to the actual web application that we will that's long running yeah and that's php not no problem i mean there's People that that have got um you know that write their whole back end in PHP they just don't talk about it because they don't want to get slated.
0: <laughs> yep, absolutely. I mean, there was actually there was a uh, Slack a, a guy from Slack. I don't know if you um, you read it. Like there was an interesting blog post. He said defending PHP. You know, it's like any other language. It's got its pros and cons, but pros it has for dealing with today's web, handling today's problems, is a great thing. And you know, it's definitely a viable choice to choose.
1: People that say bad things about it. Are honestly usually people that haven't used it. But yeah. the, there are people that, that, that do use it and feel so begrudged that they, you know, like come that guy who wrote the fact in a bad design article. He was so annoyed that he had to use it that he, he actually took personal offense. Like all of the flaws in PHP, we have done to offend him. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and this is just bizarre. Um, this is very bizarre. If you don't like at all, you just move on but if anyone if anyone is working in this sector today and doesn't take a serious look at p h p and what it might be able to give them, then they're mad,
0: yeah, and they're missing out, aren't they? I think
1: this is the thing, away. yeah, they're throwing money away, they're being irresponsible because. I know it's like a cliche, but it is a matter of fact that the world's biggest websites... I mean, this is the only world we know, and the biggest websites on it were written in PHP. As far as we know, that's the biggest websites in the universe were written in PHP. That's actually a true statement. So if you're totally mental, then you will totally ignore that and just go and carry on with your JSP or your .NET apps or whatever. And they work. But if you haven't looked then you're not doing yourself justice. Yeah,
0: don't knock something that you haven't tried. Um, (laughs) And if you have tried it years ago, it's changed. I think, yeah.
1: If if your opinion is coloured by um, the PHP uh, 10 years ago or or, or the opinion about PHP 10 years ago without ever having looked at it then either, which is quite a lot of people, um, then that's mad.
0: And actually, you brought up an interesting topic about garbage collection. Um, and I don't think I've explained that on the podcast before. I'm just wondering, like, would you mind like explaining it for the audience, what garbage collection is and how it works?
1: Well, yeah, okay. Well, um, each variable, like object or array or whatever, has got a ref count, um, which represents the number of references that exist in symbol tables to that variable. So, or, or whatever structure. You might have it in some custom structure in an extension, but um, it holds the ref count anyway. Now, sometimes all of the references can disappear. That is, all of the physical references can disappear, but for some reason the ref count has not gone down. This is usually because of a circular reference where to free that memory, you need some process to be able to determine, determine what is actually gone and what is actually still alive. So that's what a garbage collector does. It finds the stuff that should really be free but isn't for some, for some reason and it frees it so that um, you can have cyclic references and you can have, if you don't garbage collect, it seems fine um, when you're thinking about, well, the process is only going to run for like a minute or whatever. I mean, a few seconds or whatever. Um, it's going to use up a bunch of memory, but then it's going to free it because it's going to close down. But then it gets more complicated when we move on to architectures like FPM, where the process doesn't go. Mm, away. That's it. Um, or 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 Apache but in models where the process doesn't go and
0: long running processes
1: that and obviously yeah where yeah. the process never goes away. Um, so that's what it um, is actually for. It's not really necessary for the for the execution of your script as you most likely see it, but in some circumstances, just where PHP is deployed or where it's used in long running processes, it makes these things not not possible. I mean they'd be po- probably be possible you'd have to be really ke- careful and like do unsets everywhere and things like that and make uh do explicit things. But yeah, it just makes all that kind of stuff a lot nicer. Um so that's what the garbage collector does. Free frees garbage.
0: You know, you you make an object, uh it goes on the heap, you have a reference to it. Um you then pass that to another function and then for some reason like i mean like in that case then you've now got two references to it because you've got the function that you've just made it in and then you've got the function you've just called with it passed into and then d- d- the ref counts automatically go down decrement i'm guessing like you know once that context of that function goes and it dies it gets destroyed the ref count goes d- back down to one because you're back in the normal func you know back in the function you started off at
1: yeah well i mean it's not automatic because i mean obviously it's programmed but i mean yeah that's the idea that when when you if you enter a function you make a new reference, and then when you leave the function and the function table's cleaned up, you lose the reference or or actually more precisely, the argument stack is cleaned up you 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 lose the reference to it, but for for some reason maybe maybe something in the function creates more references than you're expecting, or maybe the function crashes or maybe some other thing happens, and for some reason the ref count doesn't go down, then you've got garbage. Because nothing can free it, um no matter what you know there's no you, you you're gonna have to have something intervene and detect whether
0: these cyclic references that cause the problem, yeah, I or, depend on you
1: depend on me, and all these kind yeah. of things and so and so that's what the garbage collector does there's actually um in the in the manual there's a good uh the theory about how it works is, is there's a link in the manual. Oh, the, I'll
0: definitely put that in the show notes. Yeah, there's,
1: there's a link in the paper in the manual. Uh,
0: and, uh, and when ref count goes to zero then, so in a typical use case where you don't have cyclic references, do, does it get cleaned free. up already?
1: Yeah, that's when it's free.
0: Ah, uh, right. So you don't have to, you know, garbage collection there doesn't occur. It's a garbage collection only is when you have the cyclic references that yeah. can't be handled.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's normal ref counting. When, when the ref count goes below zero and it's free, that's just normal ref counting, yeah.
0: Because I remember there was obviously a couple of years ago that, that uh, interesting little... I was able to, you know, make composer, install you know, poke composer, yeah. do work quicker because I just disabled the garbage collector. Yeah,
1: because, I mean, like I said, I mean... Well, firstly, that can be extremely complex work that the, the garbage collector mm. does, uh, computationally heavy.
0: And that can take a lot of cycles up because it's yeah. trying to work out, yeah, cleaning it up.
1: Um, and also, that has an effect on, on your scripts. and And a lot of the time you've got so much memory that you don't really need to keep, you don't really care.
0: And yeah, and, w- and you're going to kill it eventually. This is the thing, like, if it runs for, say, like, a, a couple of, uh, you know, a minute or so, you've probably got enough memory to handle that for it then just to die. But if you are these long-running processes, that's when you have to look after the memory you do have.
1: I mean, it's a bit strange that the default memory setting is like 128 megabytes or something, I think, still. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody's doing that, are they?
0: No, everyone instantly updates that.
1: But, um, yeah, so you never really see... I I mean, it's true that in a normal web app, you won't see the garbage collector entered because it's not needed. (laughs) It's only when code gets very complicated that you get um, cyclic references. And a normal web app doesn't really do that. It doesn't have, like, a really complex hierarchical structure like like Composer does, where it's got a load trees and things like That's that it, of
0: dependencies to work yeah. out which ones to use yeah, it,
1: it's literally that kind of code that kind of um i don't i don't know the word for it but that kind of code it's that that creates it it's not your normal web app where 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 you've got references to other objects but they're they're normal they're not cyclic and um it's just normal so you won't see the garbage collector enters and it, and it runs for such a short time that you never get anywhere near that needing to occur anyway that's so, it, yeah. Yeah, so most people have never seen it actually run. And then and then when you do see it run, it ruins Composer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's garbage collection.
0: But in PHP, when did garbage collection actually come about? Like, what, what, is all the hate kind of aimed towards, like, PHP 4 when we maybe didn't yeah. have garbage collection? And yeah. it was, yeah, these long-running processes wouldn't then handle, you wouldn't get garbage collected, and you would just incur so much memory costs
1: yeah but like it's not like you can it, it's not like this is a th- really solved in any language you you can write today you can write java that will leak memory you can write anything that will leak memory there's no i i think I'm probably still correct in saying that there's absolutely nothing mm. that that can handle every eventuality and in even with the smartest algorithms and the smartest programmers implementing them that there, there there are not there are no perfect well source. i mean
0: and also the thing is is like if you make the garbage collector more clever like the cle- more clever you make the garbage collector the more processes it takes, processing it takes the more time it takes so it's going to incur costs like there there is a cost to doing these things you know garbage collecting yeah. is a cost that you have to bear in mind
1: i mean the, the that paper that i mentioned uh in the paper they mention a parallel algorithm as well because they acknowledge that it will often take all of the cycles of a processor to, to, to actually, of the, of the kind of code that gets so complex that it needs that kind of management for memory, it's obvious that the memory management is going to have to do really hard work. Mm. So, you know, but we haven't, we haven't implemented that. We just implemented the synchronous one, but in the paper, it describes how to do it in a parallel way, which is quite interesting to read. But yeah, um, Garbage collection. I mean in Java there's a garbage collection thread and probably in other ones as well, but I don't have knowledge of them. But um yeah, it's quite it's quite often a thing that you do do on a separate thread, but we can't do that. Um so yeah, that's
0: Do you incur like obviously break yeah, you incur that performance here?
1: Yeah, we, we have to. Um in the same thread as what you're trying to execute code in. Thanks again, Joe, for coming on
0: the podcast. It's always a pleasure having you on talking about all these things. Um, it's really interesting all the work you're doing, you know, with PHP 71 at the moment and, you know, the UI library. Cool. All right, man. Well, yeah, audience, it's been another great episode. Um, and I shall speak to you next week. Goodbye. Bye,
1: everyone. You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can
0: contact us at contact at 3devsandamaybe.com
1: or follow us on Twitter at the number 3 devs and a maybe.